I do not know you. Have you ever had a moment where you introduce yourself to a person and the conversation went like this? Have we met before? To which the other person responds quite bluntly, nope. And you, wanting not to just stop right there, you say, are you sure? I think we've met or seen each other before. And the person once again, bluntly, nope, never met you, never seen you. Now, are you certain, as can be, that y'all have met before, seen each other before? You try to recall where that moment was. There's also a part of you that's a little disappointed that they didn't remember who you were, but you remembered who they were. I do not know you. Now, place that feeling in a situation where that conversation happens between you and a person who maybe stood in your wedding or would stand in your wedding, someone who would have been in your bridal party, someone you know quite well. Nope, I do not know you. This is precisely the situation we have in our gospel today. And let me give you some background. Jewish weddings would never be without a huge wedding party and a huge wedding feast. Now, we've seen this in other parables of Jesus recently in our Sunday readings. And, but the plot of the parable Christ presents to us today picks up at a particular moment in a normal Jewish wedding celebration and wedding feast. The bridegroom and the bride would process to the house built by the groom where they would begin living as a family. The bridal party would be waiting in anticipation for the bride and groom. They'd have their lamps ready, more like torches, lighting the way for them. So we have here the ten bridesmaids, so to speak, who are waiting for the procession. They have their torches ready, but he's delayed. They get a little drowsy, and they fall asleep. Then all of a sudden, they hear people screaming and shouting in excitement, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. They wake up, trim their lamps and their torches. They begin peeling off any of the crust that had formed on them, and they soak it in the oil, light them up, except for the foolish virgins and the foolish bridesmaids. They didn't bring any extra oil. And here's where things get interesting. Now, as I said before, and I'll say it again, the parables of Jesus always have a twist. They always have an unexpected element that causes you to say, what is going on? The first twist, they run out of oil. Now, these processions wouldn't be long. The the celebration where they were coming from wouldn't be too, too far off. So not to have enough oil? It's interesting. So their preparation was very poor. Second twist, the wise virgins don't give any oil to the foolish ones. And they tell them to go buy some oil. Now, it's midnight. And 2,000 years ago, they didn't have Jewish Walmarts or Jewish Dollar Generals that were up 24-7 hours a day. So to go tell them to buy some oil would have been interesting and kind of absurd. So we have to ask ourselves, is this really about oils and lamps, or is it about something much deeper and much more spiritually significant? 
but the story doesn't end there. They go off to buy some oil, and while they went off to buy it, their bridegroom came. And those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. The party, the wedding feast, has begun. And so the late arrivals, they come knocking. Lord, Lord, open the door for us. The bridegroom comes to the door himself and says, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. The third twist. The bridegroom doesn't know half of the bridal party. I'm sure his bride would have introduced her bridesmaids to him before. Does he really not know them? You see, this is not a normal wedding feast. This is not a normal bridegroom like we've seen before. Nothing about this is ordinary. Why? Because as we've seen in the Gospel of Matthew over and over and over again in the parables, Jesus is always comparing the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, to a wedding feast, a wedding banquet. And so what Jesus is really talking about in this parable is the end of time, the wedding feast of the Lamb, as Revelation puts it, the wedding feast of heaven. And we know this because he ends it with saying, therefore, stay awake, be ready, for you know neither the day nor the hour. So what does all this mean for us? Well, we can surely see that the bridegroom is none other than Jesus Christ. The virgins, the bridesmaids, represents those who are called into the bridal party and to the wedding feast of Christ, namely the church, the people of God, the baptized, those in the body of Christ. You and I are members of the bridal party. And the bridegroom surely is delayed, isn't he? It's been 2,000 years since he's ascended into heaven and we await his return. Are we sleeping? Are we prepared? You see, he'll come like a thief in the night when it's unexpected. And when he does come, will we call out to him, Lord, Lord? But will our lamps have gone out? Jesus earlier in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 5 says, You are the light of the world. Your light must shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. Now, in light of those words, pun intended, in this parable, the lamp, the torches, the light, signifies our good works, our acts of love, our acts of mercy in this world. My brothers and sisters in Christ, before us, we have our RCI candidates who come to be accepted in this rite. And RCI candidates, today you enter into a unique period of formation and preparation to be fully received into the Catholic Church at Easter. You have asked for the gift of faith, of guidance, of peace, of wisdom in Christ Jesus. You've asked for a faith that illuminates your mind and your heart, a faith that sets your hearts on flame with the love of God. 
Now, it's one thing to make a strong start in the Christian life, to believe in Jesus, to commit yourself to Him, maybe for the first time, maybe afresh in the Catholic faith, to commit yourself to repentance, to a life of giving yourself away in love. But this commitment must be sustained over time. We must persevere in prayer. We must persevere in faith. And the faith that you seek today and the faith that you will enter in at Easter will provide you with the sacraments, nourishing you, feeding you, giving you strength to carry on, to persevere. And this faith calls you to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, sustained by prayer, sustained by the sacraments, sustained by the support of the church, where you'll come to know Jesus and He will come to know you. Parishioners, I'm not going to forget about you. Those who are fulfilling and filling the rest of this church, are we living joyful examples of what it means to know Jesus, to love Him, to serve Him? Examples for our RCI candidates here who sit in the front. Are we witnesses to what it means to live a spiritual life, to be spiritually awake and ready, to be spiritually alive and not dead, to be spiritually fruitful in our good works? Do they see in us models of holiness to say, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. What does she or he have? I want it. Do they see in us people who are like the five wise bridesmaids? People who know Jesus Christ. And my brothers and sisters, when we call out to Jesus at the end of time, when we say, Lord, Lord, what will his response be to us? Will he say, who are you? I do not know you. I waited for you each day, but you never came to visit me in prayer. I tried to speak to you in your personal time through the scriptures, but you did not listen. You had better things to read or to watch on Netflix. I waited for you in the confessional to lift your burden, to forgive your sins, but you never came to visit me. You attended Mass, but you were zoned out, not paying attention. While you were at Mass, I spoke to you through the Scriptures, but you let it go right over your head. I invited you to lift up your heart and to offer yourself in sacrifice, but you did not care. You received me in the Eucharist, but when you went back to your seat, you just watched everyone else receive communion. You didn't even speak to me. The whole world through social media knows that you love me and that you thank me for all the blessings you've received, but you never told me. You never stopped during the day just to silently say, Jesus, I love you. Thank you. I trust in you. I was on the side of the street, hungry and thirsty, needing shelter, but you just passed me right on by. You never introduced your spouse to me. You never introduced your children to me. They don't even know who I am. And your friends, you never introduced me to them. 
I'm sorry, but I do not know you. What tragedy it would be. What devastation it would be to have those words said to us at the end of time. You see, we feel disappointed when people on this earth, when we recognize them, but they don't recognize us. How much bigger the disappointment when we call out to the bridegroom, Lord, Lord, and he says to us, I do not know you. My brothers and sisters, behold, the bridegroom comes to you each and every day. Go out to meet him. Come to know him. Come to love him. Come to serve him. He's waiting for you. Stay awake. Be ready.